0: setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Carolyn Parker is a speech language pathologist who started a nature-based private practice in Michigan she was feeling burned out and constrained by what she could do in regular settings. Instead, she wanted to be able to really follow the child's lead and knew how great being outside was for kids and also how much she loved being outside that she decided to do something different. And thus, her nature-based private practice was born and has brought her so much joy and freedom. Now, there are some OTs who offer nature-based services, but a smaller amount of SLPs. Carolyn is trying to change that because she loves this model and she can't wait to introduce it to more people. I've gotten to know Carolyn as a student in the Start Your Private Practice program, and I love how creative some of our students are when it comes to their private practices. Now, lots of folks want a more traditional private practice, but we have some really creative clinicians in the program who are doing things that are outside of the box, and I'm here for it, and I love to see it, and I love to support them. In this episode, Carolyn shares how nature-based therapy works and also what parents think about it, where she gets referrals from, what her daily life looks like, and also what happens when the weather's bad outside. If you're thinking about starting any type of private practice that is a bit outside of the box, or you're just genuinely curious about how nature-based services work, this episode is for you, so stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach and creator of the start your private practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life, and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. All right, so before we get started, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? Yeah,
1: so I am Carolyn Parker. I'm located right in the middle of Michigan, Mall Pleasant, Michigan, and the name of my practice is Stepping Stone Speech Therapy, and we focus on using nature as a therapy tool for students with disabilities.
0: I am so excited to be doing this interview with you today because one of the things that I try to do is show people that there's lots of ways to have private practices, and this is a very creative and cool way to be in private practice, so I can't wait for you to share with our listeners kind of what your practice is like. But before we get to what things are like now, can you take us back to the beginning of your career, and when did you start thinking about private practice?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated 10 years ago now and I always knew I wanted to go into the schools. I kind of knew I was going to work with kids. I had been camp counselor, you know, as a teenager, just always, you know, babysat and was always around kids growing up. And so I never really even considered the adult um, way of doing things. Like I just was like, I know I want to work with kids and wanted that school schedule and things like that. So I am one of the people in grad school that knew the schools were for me. I went to my internship in the schools, got hired by the same company I did my internship with and spent 10 years working in the schools and and loving it. I really found my niche in the early childhood population. And so I spent seven years on an early childhood team So working with three to five-year-olds with pretty complex communication needs. And I really loved that. I loved being on a multidisciplinary team. I loved getting to play all day and just doing play-based therapy. It was really awesome. But in about three years ago now, um, I did start to feel that burnout, you know, in early childhood in the schools. Just was starting to kind of look for the next step. And wondering what that could be for me, I still loved my job. I felt like I had really you know, found my specialty area, but just in my head, I knew there was maybe something more or something else I could be doing. And so at first, I hadn't even considered like that I should use nature and speech therapy or at that point, it was just like, oh, maybe I could start seeing a couple of clients on the side. So that's kind of what led into me finding your program. And um yeah, just I was I was looking for something different, which I think, you know, a lot of people are in that same
0: boat. Absolutely. There's something that happens a couple of years into our careers for, for many of us anyway, where things like start off really great. And you're like, wow, I'm so happy to be doing this. And then things start to get a little bit like, oh man, you know, this is this is a lot of work and I'm not getting paid for this and I'm not feeling respected yes. or. You know, I'm just feeling like all of my, you know, free time is getting eaten up by paperwork or planning or IPs mm-hmm. or all that kind of stuff. Right. And so it Absolutely. really is this natural thing where people start to kind of wonder, like, is it my job? Should I get a new job? Is it my mm-hmm. job setting? Should I change settings? Right. And so mm-hmm. then that's naturally when people also start to think about, well, what about private practice? Like, could that be the solution? So it sounds like that was kind of where you were in, huh? Yeah, I think so.
1: You know, I really had only ever considered working in the schools. And so I was surprised, you know, only really eight years into my career of what I thought would be this 30-year school career that I was feeling that burnout. And it is, you know, especially in early childhood and when you work with people with such complex needs, you know, your your heart has to be a 100% in it. And then it was, I was all in it. But it took so much emotionally out of me. And so, and like I said, I always had that little voice in the back of my head saying there's something else for you too. And not necessarily at the time I didn't think of instead of doing this, could I go do something else completely, but could I add something to help me
0: feel fulfilled in another way? Yeah, totally. Okay. So now you're starting to think what about some private clients on the side, right? And so you found our program, the start program. And then what happened next?
1: Yeah, so I started my private practice in the summer of 2021. So I'm coming up on my two year anniversary. Oh, and um, yeah, it was really just watching the module. And then you talked a lot about having the confidence to just tell one person that you're starting a private practice. And so I did. I, and it really was hard, but to say, yeah, I'm opening uh, in home private practice. And one of the first people I talked to just to get some advice from was a parent of a former student of mine that I had been become quite close to it, just over the years. And her son had moved on in his programming and I didn't work with him anymore. And so I really was just calling her for advice. And she said to me on the spot, if you are opening a private practice, we will hire you. It doesn't matter what it costs, we will hire you. And I did not expect that, but it was so exciting. And it was just like this rush of amazement that it had worked and that it really was. I just had to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm starting a private practice. And so she really was a huge cheerleader for me. And her son was my first client. And pretty quickly, I had two other referrals, again, from people that I had either, you know, formally worked with their child or knew someone that had formerly worked with them. So yeah, just by word of mouth. That first summer, I took on three clients, and obviously, you know, went through all the modules and became legit. Yeah, so that was my first summer, and had an an awesome time. I totally that I knew that that was the piece of it that I was missing of having these individual sessions that were so meaningful. I was able to build communication into these children's homes with their families. And it just felt so much more fulfilling than the capacity I had in the schools at that time. Yes, that was my beginning. Then, um, I continued to grow. I kept those students then through the school year. And in the summer of 2022, I had the opportunity to present at a conference and there was a nature based track of this conference. So, I'm in Cleveland and we have our presentation, but I got to attend the whole conference and so had lots of sessions just to go and learn. And I was so intrigued by these nature based sessions, learning about, from people that had opened nature based programs, um, a lot of nature based preschools and these forest schools, you know, in New York and Wisconsin and what they were doing just was amazing to me. I was so, so intrigued by this. And so I just had this little seed of thought of, well, could I do speech therapy in nature or use nature as a therapy tool? Um, so that's kind of where like metaphorically against the seed got planted after I got to attend that conference. And yeah, I started building that into my sessions and um, kind of, yeah, it, it Grew
0: from there. Yes. All of the puns, right? All of the yes, hundred, all growing the nature, all the nature puns. It organically, it grew organically. <laughs> but I love that, right? Like that is so cool to take something that you are just naturally interested in, naturally gravitate to right. You know, people who tend to really, you know, like nature just feel at home at nature, right? Like that's where you probably are like kind of your best self, right? And so to be able to, to have your career and your, you know, just what makes you feel good aligned and know that that also helps clients, right? And so yeah. I think that's so cool. And, and listeners, you know, for Carolyn, it's nature. For you, it could be dance or some sort of movement, right? It could be art, right? It could be any number of things, or it could just be, you know, uh, straight up traditional therapy, right? You never know. But it's really cool when people have another thing is like pet assisted therapy, right? Using animals as part of therapy. And so you want to think about what is it that, you know, lights you up and that, you know, will also really be helpful in the therapeutic process. And can you bring that to your private practice? Because there's not a lot of people doing this, right? And so if that Mm -hmm. allows you to really stand out, And have people who are looking for this. And maybe people don't even know they're looking for it, but all of a sudden they hear about you and they're like, wow, that's really cool. If I had a choice between hiring kind of a regular therapist or a nature based therapist, wow, that's pretty cool. I might go with the nature because that's what my child likes too. So I think you're in a really cool niche. And how amazing that you have found this for yourself and for your clients. Yes, it's been awesome.
1: It does seem like, Our OT companions have really found the nature based therapy. I follow a lot of nature based OTs and it's just so amazing that they have, you know, found this niche and there still isn't a lot of them, but I've been able to like use their wisdom and their guidance as that I've been trying to navigate this world, I'm doing speech therapy in nature or, or using natural materials. So we're not always going outside. You know, I live in Michigan and like today it's beautiful, but it's only 32 degrees. Yeah. So we're not always outside. Sometimes it just means using more natural materials in our therapy. But it had been really amazing to kind of mesh two things that I love and two things that... I feel, you know, I feel great in nature and there's so much research about using nature for children, especially children with disabilities. And so it has been very cool that I've kind of gotten to merge those two things that I'm a speech pathologist, it's my career, it's how I make money, but I
0: also love nature. And so being able to, to kind of melt those two has been very cool. And you gave yourself permission to do something different. Right. I think that's one of the things, you know, for better or worse, a lot of SLPs and OTs kind of, you know, we go through grad school, we see the path in front of us as either like schools or hospitals or, you know, early intervention or maybe someday private practice. But we just don't have a lot of options. So then all of a sudden, when people start thinking creatively, like, hmm, what about private practice? And what if I did this kind of different private practice? you kind of have to allow yourself to have permission to, to dream that way, right? And to think about that as a possibility. And a lot of people might start that and think, oh, that would never work. Or like, oh, but who am I to do that or whatever, right? And you have to kind of turn those feelings off. You got to turn off those thoughts and think, you know what, what if I try it? I at least should try it and see what happens. So you tried it yeah. and tell everybody what happened. First of all, those thoughts definitely... Creeped in
1: a lot. First of all, like, who am I to start a private practice? But then, like, am I crazy? I'm going to start to incorporate, like, it's already hard enough to be a speech therapist on, you know, any given day. But now I'm going to try to bring in this other element that do I really need to do that? But in my head, I knew I did to make myself feel fulfilled in my job. I, I knew I needed to add this layer into. But yeah, so I, yeah, just started doing my session outside not every session, but talk to parents about how this is something that, you know, it's going to be a pillar of my practice that we're going to use outdoor time. And most of my parents, well, I won't say most, all of my parents were jazzed. They were so excited. Like, yeah, you want to take my kid outside and play for an hour? Sure. And so, yeah, the parents were thrilled. And it still is, I will say, people aren't finding me because uh, I'm a nature-based therapist. It's just kind of like this added bonus that they need a speech therapist. And when we're doing that initial consult and I talk through, you know, who I am and what I do, that's a piece of it that we talk about. So I guess if I ever had a parent that wasn't interested in that, you know, I obviously want to respect that. But yeah, my families really, really love and enjoy it. My students absolutely love it. So, just all good things, right? We have super engaging sessions. The kids, you know, their sensory systems outside are just so, you know, they that fills their cup of their sensory system. And I do work with a lot of neurodiverse students. And so, being outside, I get so much more engagement, joint attention connection with them, which has always been wonderful. It really is an awesome way to get to follow the child's lead. I normally have some things that I plan or schedule for our sessions we have plenty of sessions that just again pun intended grow or can agree by what the child wants to do and we're able to use language strategies to build their vocabulary or we're using their AAC device to talk about what we're doing outside or maybe we find a cool bug outside and we're going to start describing it so that was another thing that was a little bit of a challenge was to like get over coming in with a very structured lesson plan every time. But instead now we're kind of using nature as our lesson plan of let's go out and explore and see what we can find. And I'm going to use my strategies as a speech therapist to adapt to what we are going to learn together. So it's challenged me a lot, but I definitely think I'm a better therapist as I've incorporated nature and really
0: followed the child's lead and you know let these sessions happen how they will. Well, and just, it's so enriching, right? And I can totally see where in like the intake process and maybe if you do, you know, uh, a phone interview or, you know, a meet and greet or whatever, once you start sharing that this is part of your philosophy and like how you work, I can totally see how a parent who may be on the fence between two different providers is going to be either really excited by that or be like, oh no, that's not for me, right? So, yeah, so either that. way, you're attracting the right people by being like, you know, upfront about, hey, this is this model that I use. And like, if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm happy to refer you to someone
1: else, you know, in our area. So I do love that. But like I said, I haven't had a parent yet who has not just been pumped about it, which is exciting.
0: Well, I would if, you know, my own child got speech therapy for articulation. And if they were like, hey, we're going to take him outside and we're going to use I would be like, wow, fantastic. Like that sounds. Yeah, that sounds like such a definitely tire him out. Yeah, totally. Yes. So so that's cool. So, you know, at some point you will get known as like person who incorporates nature. Right. And you will be starting to get referrals from that as word of mouth continues to grow and as these parents have great experiences working with you and they tell their pediatrician and they tell their OT and they tell all these other people. But in the meantime, how would you say that most of your referrals are getting to you at this stage?
1: Definitely my referrals still are word of mouth. I did build myself a website and um, I do occasionally still get a referral from my website. Then I filled out my contact form. But most of my referrals now are word of mouth. I do have, we live in a fairly small a fairly small rural community, just kind of where everyone knows everyone. And so yeah, word of mouth marketing has been huge for me. And I do try to capture client testimonials that I can put out there on my Facebook and things like that. And that has been really helpful in terms of, you know, someone will go to my Facebook and go, oh, I know so-and-so in that sense. Carolyn is a great therapist. So I've been really lucky to have very positive families that I work with that have done a great job of helping get the word out that, about my private practice and what I do, and I'm I've been so so thankful for them.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering, like, you know, what does your private practice sort of look like, right? Like, if 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 I went to meet you, you know, in Michigan, you said, hey, John, like, come follow me for a day or whatever. What would that kind of look like? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So my private practice is still I work my private practice about half time. I do have one school contract that I keep. And the same, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult, but I try to also use outdoor time with my students at school. We go outside as much as possible in our sessions. And so that, and the teachers love that too. Kids are getting, you know, we call it extra recess, but they're working. They're not just running around and playing. So I have my school contract. I have that four days a week. And then I have my private clients that I'm going to their homes to do therapy. And so um, I have those in the afternoons and a couple of the evenings that I see Yeah. So that, you know, if you spent the day with me, we'd be heading to school or we'd be heading to a client's house. And like I said, I really have been able to kind of ditch a lot of my lesson planning, which I feel like I was never good at anyway. And we are, yeah, we're just as much as possible that weather permits and that we can tolerate being outside. We're going outside and sometimes, yeah, it is just taking a traditional, you know, articulation activity. Sometimes we're just sitting outside and doing it. But other times it is, let's go explore. Let's go on a nature walk and see, you know, let's see how many things we can find that start with S and we're going to write them down. And then we're going to put them in sentences or, you know, let's find sticks and make all of our target sounds today. So I do have some activities that, you know, I had on the back of my brain of like, if, if something isn't happening that is targeting their sound or their language goal naturally that I can kind of pull out of my hat. But otherwise, yeah, we're, we're just kind of letting it happen and letting nature guide us and, and help us with our therapy.
0: Again, I think this is so cool, right? I love, and I'm I'm also one of these kind of more go with the flow therapists, like mm-hmm. use the natural environment, you know, follow the client's lead. And so this yeah. is totally speaking to me as just a really cool way to do it. And you're still, you know, the kids are still making progress. You're still working on a lot of the same things. It's just that the environment is a little bit different. And so again, I think this is so cool. Mm -hmm. What would you say are your plans for the next year or kind of what what would you like to have um, becoming next in your private practice? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, you know, first of all, I would love to be, you know, that someone would seek me out as a nature-based therapist. I think like, that would be a nice, you know, someone said, like, I heard you do nature therapy. I'm really interested in that. That would be a big win for me. But for the next year, I do want to start to offer, once it warms up a little bit here, to do some outdoor play groups. Like I said, that three to five-year-old age ranges, I really connect with that. Um, and so having a nature-based group for children of all abilities, uh, that's something that's very important to me. And so just being able to, even our kids with the most complex bodies or the most complex communication needs, being able to have them join into an outdoor group. So I definitely would love to start operating group sessions. And I also would love to start providing services, even consultative services to nature-based preschools or forest schools in Michigan. That's on my radar. If anyone's listening and they know a nature-based preschool that needs a consultant on your girl. Yeah. So just starting to reach out to some of those programs and say, you know, here's who I am and what I do. Do you need training in working with students with disabilities? Or do you need training on working with students with apraxia or or autism or any of those areas that I really do have a lot of experience with from those 10 years of working in the schools? So that's on my radar too. And I am hoping to do more of that, whether it's virtual trainings or going to those places in person. That's one of my bigger goals. It's a little scary to say that out loud. But yeah, that's what I hope by this time next year, I could tell you that I'm added to my private practice.
0: Well, I love that because, you know, you're really showing the kind of natural progression of private practice. So a lot of people get started, you know, they see a couple of clients on the side and, you know, they're really kind of using that as a way to, you know, to build some income, build some confidence and make mm-hmm. sure that they like private practice, right? Like yeah. listeners, that's what I recommend. That's what I teach in the start program is like, let's get you set up and started, get those ducks in a row, started seeing clients and then you can decide, okay, do I want to go full time in this, right? And the other thing that you've said is that some of these next steps start with the letter C, right? So it's things like contracts, like school mm-hmm. contracts, like consulting and classes, right? So mm-hmm. those are ways that people start to expand their private practice as they, you know, want to expand their market, they want to serve more people, they want to help more people, and they also want to bring in more income into their practice, and so I think that's again the natural progression. So that's kind of how how growth works is that you start off with one, you know, set of things of offerings, and again, it's usually therapy and evaluations. And then you're like, okay, this is cool. I want to do more of this. I got bitten by the bug. How do <laughs> I do more? And so I love talking Carolyn about doing more. I love that you used a nature pun in there yeah. and a bug. We're really doing great with this. I love it. Um, it, which is funny. I have just as a as a total aside before COVID, I was like not a nature person. Like I was mm-hmm. an indoor kid. Really? <laughs> I don't like to be hot. I don't really like bugs. Like totally that's just, you know, whatever. I grew up in Louisiana. Um, it's really hot yeah. there and there's a lot of really gross bugs. And so I yeah. decided to avoid that. But now that I live in the northeast, I live outside of Boston. And during the early days of COVID, when we were all trapped inside, the one thing that I could do safely with myself and my kids was to go on nature walks and Ooh, yeah. to do trail walking. And ever since then, now it's been, you know, three years or however long it's been. And that's still something that I find a lot of solace and creativity and everything in. So I totally used to be like blah about nature. And now. I totally love it. So I think it's so cool that you've incorporated nature into your private practice. And again, I hope that some people are listening and they're like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Or maybe same thing, I had heard of OTs that were doing that, but I didn't know as an SLP, I could do that. So what advice would you have for anyone who's listening who has an idea either to do something nature-based or something that's a little bit more outside of the box? What would you tell them? I think, first of all, I would say, Great job for thinking outside of the box that
1: sometimes I think ends on self-ease or just, you know, healthcare professional. I know a lot of us are like black and white thinkers and we're on this, you know, linear paths and we think that this is it, that, you know, I'm either happy in my job or I'm unhappy. And so I will just then go to the next job and we'll see if I'm happy there. So I think... If you've already started to think outside of the box, give yourself a pat on the back. That was a very hard first step for me to think that there could be something else. Or like I said, I kind of thought I was crazy to be like, oh, I, could I do nature and speech therapy together? Like, no, people will think I'm nuts or people will like not give me, you know, they'll think I'm crazy, I guess. And so give yourself a pat on the back and then start running your idea by a few trusted people, right? Some people that you trust that are going to tell you the truth in a nice way. You know, they're going to give you constructive feedback. For me, it was a few of my SLP colleagues, you know, that I had worked with my whole career. Is this crazy? Or do you think this is something that could work? Just tell me if you think it could work. I got some really good feedback early on. I did. That's, you know, right when I signed up for the start program because I knew for me, I needed that checklist. I needed that PDF that told me, like, yes, you're on the right track. Here's exactly what you need to do next. That for me was invaluable. Just to to know I was on the right track and that someone who had gone before me was telling me that yes, I could do this and here are the steps. But I think The biggest piece of advice I would have is just that if you believe in your idea, go with it, you know, get feedback from others, but go with it and try it and see what it could become. I still have not found another nature-based SLP that I know of. I would love to meet someone else that's doing this. And so for me, that was a a huge hang up of like, no one else is doing this. This seems really scary. And then I kind of changed my mindset to like, well, no one else is doing this. I could do this and it could be really cool. Giving myself permission to believe that it could be something, it was really big. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I didn't go, oh, well, no one's doing that. That's crazy. I'm so glad I gave myself permission to move forward because it's
0: turned into a very cool thing. Yeah. And you won't know unless you try it, right? Like you have done a great job of speaking to kind of like just the way therapists think, right? Like this is the way you yeah. think, that's the way I used to think. Like listeners, I'm sure like, oh my gosh, yes, Carolyn. Like she totally gets it, right? It's a good idea to try things in like a safe way. That's yeah. why I teach people to start on the side, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. quitting their job. Nobody's going without steady pay and benefits. Like you just see a couple clients on the side and see if you like it. Same with you. You're like, I'm gonna try this nature-based thing. If I do it, I, I get a couple clients and like nobody likes it, then OK, I'll just do nature on the weekends and regular therapy. Yeah. During, right. But like you got to try it. Right. So mm-hmm. listeners, give yourself permission. You know, Carolyn and I have both given you permission to try something, to try it and see if it works. Right. The market will tell you if they mm-hmm. like it or not. Right. But like the market is telling Carolyn that they like it. And so I definitely think you should keep going. I think doing, you know, consults and doing classes is a perfect way to expand in terms of being able to help more people, being able to help people on a deeper level, but also then becoming known as like the go to person. So, yeah, I think that you're doing a great job and I definitely think you should keep going. I'm pretty excited about it, but I couldn't have done it without you, Jenna. I needed you for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. If anyone is listening and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest person I've ever heard. Where can people get in touch with you?
1: I really love sharing therapy ideas and research because the body of research about taking kids outside is massive. There is so much positive. I have not run into negative research yet about taking kids outside or, or using nature as a the therapeutic tool, especially for our kids with disabilities. So I love to share tidbits of research and therapy ideas um, on Instagram. And my username is at the outside SLT. I don't post often, but every now and then we have a few spare minutes I like to, yeah, like I said, just post what I'm doing with my own kids outside or what I'm doing with my clients outside. And that is my main platform um, right now where I love to share things. And I, I would love to, like I said, if you are also an SLP during nature therapy, I'd love to hear from you or just if, um, have been throwing around this idea of kind of like challenging therapists of like doing like an outdoor therapy challenge to just like challenge yourself to try five sessions outside and see what happens. So even if you like this idea and you try a session outside, just take whatever you were going to do and take it outside to a picnic table or whatever. I would love to hear how it went. So please, you know, I love hearing from people that have at least tried it and
0: given it a go. I love that. So I'm sure that lots of people are inspired. I love the challenge. So listeners, yes. you've been officially challenged by Carolyn to check this out and see how it goes. And also, I think that both of us are challenging you to think outside the box. And if you're already thinking outside the box, then just try it. Whatever is in your heart of hearts of something that you would love to be able to do, just try it and see, you know, what do the clients think? What do their parents think? What do you think before deciding that any idea is weird or crazy or can't be done, right? So anyway, this has been an an, Very inspiring and informational interview. And again, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed it. Carolyn, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. Yeah, thank you for having me. I I loved it. Don't you just love Carolyn? I love how she created a private practice that allows her and her clients to thrive outside of traditional settings, pun intended. To be honest, I had never heard of or thought much about nature-based services. So this concept was a little bit newer to me but I love it and I can see how not only can this be great for clients, but also great for clinicians and private practitioners because it allows providers to stand out and become known for something different, which helps you get more referrals, especially when your clients have great experiences and tell others about it. Carolyn got her start in the Start Your Private Practice program. We helped her get set up and started with her first private clients and we can help you too. To learn more about the program and how it works, please visit StartYourPrivatePractice.com to learn more and sign up if it's the right fit for you. There is no reason to reinvent the wheel or waste time piecing together stuff on your own. If you're the kind of person who values your time and is willing to invest in convenience, the Start Your Private Practice program is perfect for you, so come join us. Again, head on over to StartYourPrivatePractice.com to learn more and sign up. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope that you join us next week for another episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Till then! Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All off right, to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.